Hello, my name is Father Jerry Chilko. I'm a Redemptorist priest stationed at St. Peter the Apostle Church and the National Shrine of St. John Newman in Philadelphia. Today is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. This is the opening prayer for today's Mass. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service, so that as we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with weapons of self-restraint. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. And this is a reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ, as it were God appealing through us. We implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who did not know sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together, then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, In an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The word of the Lord. As we begin the season of Lent, what is the best question we can ask? Is it, what are we giving up for Lent? Or is it, what are we doing for Lent? Or is it, who will be our companion and guide for Lent? If we choose question number one or number two without choosing number three, we could do ourselves more harm than good. I say this because the season of Lent is viewed differently for at least two groups of people. The first group I'll call the gung-ho types. During the first week of January, we see these gung-ho types showing up at gyms and fitness centers, having made a resolution over Christmas that this time it's going to be different. Gym owners and personal trainers will tell you that most gung-ho types don't last. Their fervor fades, and their gym membership goes unused. And on Ash Wednesday, these gung-ho types pop up again, making dramatic promises for fasting, penance, almsgiving, and so forth. They recall disappointing Lenten seasons of years past, but they boldly say, this time it's going to be different. 
But then, it isn't. Their motivation fades as old habits reassert their control, business as usual returns, and their Easter joy tends to be somewhat low-key. The second group are what I like to call the true grit types, whose willpower does not weaken. For them, giving up chocolate during Lent means no chocolate during Lent. Saying an extra rosary every day in Lent means saying an extra rosary every day in Lent. And then when Easter arrives, they have a sense of accomplishment. And that's the problem. Their problem wasn't a need for asceticism or increased prayer. Their problem was seeing Lent as an opportunity for achievement, a chance to prove to God how good and strong they were, a chance to prove that they can do this Lent thing on their own willpower. But how different that is from the wisdom of St. Paul. In his letter to the Corinthians, Paul speaks not about his willpower or his goodness, but only about his weakness. Paul, instead of giving up when faced with the challenge or relying on his own strength, proclaims God's strength revealed through his weakness. Remember our Lord's parable of the sower, where some seed falls on the footpath, some among rocks or thorns, and some on good soil? St. Paul can give us an insight into this parable, especially for the season of Lent. The parable illustrates God's intention for the seed of his word to become fruitful in the soil of our souls. Jesus knows that the environment of our inner selves can work against the abundant harvest God desires. The ground must be cleared of stumbling stones. The soil of our inner selves needs to be cleared of obstacles. The first group of people I mentioned the gung-ho types, whose resolutions easily fade, when reading this parable become discouraged, thinking, I just can't do it. God will have to just accept me and my mediocre Lent. The second group, the true grit types, who are the overachievers, look at their Lenten program and proclaim Bring it on. Paul offers a correction for both groups. To the first, those who do not trust their own strength, he says, good for you. Now, surrender. Give up trying to do this by yourself so that you may have the freedom to trust in God. Let all your confidence be in him. To the second group, the overconfident ones, he says, not so fast. 
any victory worth having comes from the Lord. Relying on your own strength will bring you a fading crown. Your program of self-improvement may become a habit of self-will that leads to self-righteousness, and the self-righteous have no room in their hearts for a savior. The power parable of the sower shows us that there is work to be done, but neither discouragement nor presumption are a good way to start Lent. The demands of Lent are great. The opportunities are greater. Lent is a holy season because we are reminded that we're sinners who need a Redeemer. Yes, we must take up our cross, but then we must follow in the footsteps of Jesus to Calvary rather than strike out on our own. With his help, and only with his help, can we remain faithful to the end, so share with him the victory he has won for us. So may we begin this Lent by imitating St. Paul, and let him be our companion and guide. May we acknowledge what needs to be done, but only while confessing our weakness and relying on our Lord's help. May we survey the soil of our souls and root out the weeds and rocks which are blocking the seed of the word. And then may we ask God how they are to be removed and in what order he wants them removed. May we look at our inner selves, all that influences us, both good and for ill, and ask God to show us what we may rightly welcome in our souls and what should be discarded. Again, may we ask him how this is to be done and in what order. Lent isn't meant to be an annual reminder of dashed hopes, nor is it an annual opportunity for self-accomplishment. It's a blessed season, because it gives sinners like us an opportunity, with God's grace, to become more intimately joined to our most holy Redeemer. May God bless you this Lent during this holy season.